Should we? Yeah, we're ready to go. We are rocking and roll. No, that's no. I. It's been a while since we recorded, and so it's gonna like. I'll find my my mid season form midway through this episode. It hasn't been that long. All right. It's but I've I've traveled the country since then, Evan. D- me too. Yeah, we are uh, world travelers. Uh, if the world were the Midwest, absolutely. <laughs> the world is the Midwest. Uh, well, don't you know it? The Midwest is just the the whole world. Uh, you know, everything is encompassed there, um, minus um, mountains and oceans. And uh, Midwest is such a generic term; anything can be the Midwest. Yeah, even Missouri says it's the Midwest from nope, time to nope, time, nope. and we're like, "You're They're, fucking wrong, slave state." No, they can't be Midwest. Everything except for Missouri. Yeah, uh, Alaska, sure, fine. Why yeah. Not? Yeah, then the Midwest would finally have its mountains. Yeah, but not Missouri. Yeah, and you know what else doesn't have mountains? Uh, the NHL. Um, I mean, it's got proverbial mountains like mountain you have to climb if you want to like challenge a offside penalty that happened 15 minutes ago. The mountain you have to climb to allow people of color to enjoy themselves within the game. The mountain yeah. you have to climb to release Connor mcdavid from edmonton uh or uh the mountain you have to climb to get traded away from philly um and that is a precursor to what we'll talk about next however this is the handsome hockey podcast i'm jake this is i am evan i am evan <laughs> I, I am evan i am an evan i am one evan i am definitely human mm-hmm yep definitely human and definitely running from the philadelphia flyers i know a guy who uh he got fired from i think it was a telemarketer for sounding too professional <laughs> hello i think he also was on later on npr for a little bit <laughs> he sounds like troy mcclure he was just so like proper sounding yeah kind of are you a robot or are you english i am neither <laughs> prove it i like dogs robot <laughs> everybody likes dogs anyways uh yes running from philadelphia like running back to saskatoon uh (laughs) is a current theme of the nhl um cutter gauthier um is it gauthier gauthier i thought it was like gautier 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 and kimbra uh it's uh have to cut me off (laughs) but he did and uh if if dodging philadelphia representatives in sweden is any indicator uh he did cut them off um or cut them out the flyers responded by trading him perhaps their highest prospect for jamie drysdale and a 2025 second rounder from the anaheim ducks which i mean round of applause for danny briere like he took what was a bad situation and got something for this guy quickly he i will give him props because uh he could have ken holland it yeah (laughs) and got like a six round pick and uh a third liner like, making $4 million a like year. Like the last, just the statistics from Pat Verbeek's last season in the NHL, like not him as a player, not any sort of like ice time, just like a stat line. And they would have <laughs> traded that stat line. That 2025 second rounder is a Ducks 2025 second rounder. So it's basically a first rounder. <laughs> uh, granted, you know, the Ducks could be on the upswing by then. They've got a ton of young forwards and, you know, they actually were operating from quite a surplus of defenders. So mm-hmm. trading Jamie Drysdale, you know, yes, he was, I think, what, the fourth pick in 2020, 2019? Something like that. 2020. And so he obviously got the pedigree. He has looked pretty solid when playing, but he's been super unhealthy throughout his career. Um, I think he's only played like 22 games in the last two seasons or one and a half seasons. You know, you have to hope that he'll be healthy and that he'll adapt to Torts' system. But he does give them bona fide credentials for the power play right away. 
he comes in with that pedigree of being a puck moving defenseman who's solid in his own zone, but his, his real skill is going forward. Um, it, I, I think it's a win-win on this trade front. You know, a lot of folks kind of panned the, the Philly side of things, but honestly, like in my mind, like if we're giving Anaheim an A for this trade, I think it's like a BB plus for, for Briere considering the hand he was dealt. Like he, effectively had to get rid of uh, Gauthier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, in all of this, um, everyone has sort of supposed that Kevin Hayes has been in Cutter Gauthier's ear and has been poisoning him against the Flyers, um, to which Kevin Hayes says, fuck you guys. I didn't do shit. We can go back to Eric Lindros, Eli Manning, you know, things of that nature where people forced teams hands by basically saying, I will not play for this team, etc." Right. I like it when players kind of exercise some power over themselves. Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm like, you haven't even been there yet. <laughs> well, he did reportedly have sort of an awkward meeting with John Tortorella where Tortorella didn't even like know who he was. And, um, while also just being weird <laughs> and, and, and kind of aggressive, uh, mm. allegedly. So he was John Tortorella. Right. Uh, so it's like, did they do something to piss him off behind the scenes somewhere? Or, you know, did he just have like a bad interaction with Philly fans? I mean, according to Kevin Hayes, he's been now getting like death threats and shit ever since someone reported that he might have been a part of you know, Cutter building his opinions. So it could just be that like the Philly fans have made their own bed here and they are angrily sleeping in it. Uh, well, in typical Philadelphia fashion, uh, Gothi- they sent death threats to Cutter uh, after people heard that he didn't want to play in Philadelphia. And yeah. it's like, this is a sport. They're telling him, we're going to Cutter you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're going to Gauthier you. Oh, wait. Uh, um, <laughs> That's actually a medieval uh, torture method. The Gauthier. Yeah, it's uh, it involves a lasso and peanut butter and... Uh, <laughs> and you don't want to know the rest. And, like, <laughs> like, some serious stretching. <laughs> um, I, I just have the image of Cutter Gauthier just running away from the Philly brass at the World Junior Classic. Like... Like catch me if you can, or like, like the chase scene in the Wes Anderson movie where it's just like people like kind of scurrying across a hallway and back and hallway and back and like the cameras just stays and you just see people like running around and Isn't chasing catch after me somebody. if you can. The Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. that's a Wes Anderson movie. No, I'm talking about two different movies. Oh, I'm wow. I I sorry. I need to, I I need to take a step back here. <laughs> my also, uh, the other funny place my brain went was the, uh, the Ben Affleck fake interview from Goodwill hunting where he like goes into some hotshot law firm supposed to be, he's pretending to be will hunting. And he's like, we need to talk about retainer. <laughs> this is one of the weirder stories to come out of the NHL yeah, in the for last real. couple of weeks. And again, I applaud Cutter for uh he's uh, uh you know, he's a future sp- spokesperson for a brand of bug spray. Um <laughs> That's Report- a that's a deal made in heaven. Reportedly his middle name is Deep Woods. <laughs> What if, what if the real, re- like he needed, he needs to go somewhere swampy. So like that, and that, that deal will actually like really take off. He's yeah. Like, I mean, he needs to be in Minnesota. Yeah. When I, when I step out of the Excel energy center, I immediately spray myself with myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's got no deet and I play no D. See you later. <laughs> like, Ooh, that, that writes itself. I yeah, love it. Like, and <clears throat> this is why the NHL marketing system sucks. <laughs> These things write themselves, and they're embarrassingly behind the times. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like, really what else to say about this. It's just kind of uh, yet another any anything that riles up Philly fans. I'm okay with. Um, I hate right. the fact that my like only close Philadelphia fan friend 
is like somewhat reasonable about things. And so I send him these things that happen to Philly and he's like, eh, yeah, well, we got this out of it. It's kind of good. I'm like, damn it. Be upset, man. <laughs> it's tough to be reasonable why about, aren't, uh, about the flyers. Why aren't you the one eating horse poop? Like, damn it, man. <laughs> I sent you this to get you very yeah, angry. You're supposed to be mad and send me gifts that are inappropriate. You're supposed to chuck things at your own players. Yeah. That are sharp. <laughs> um, Speaking of sharp, the uh, jerseys in the PWHL are the antithesis of that, as is the okay. merch. They look okay on ice, at least. You're always so kind. Um, well, I mean, I, you know, I've been critical about the jerseys, but now that the PA- PWHL is up and running um, and you get to see them on the ice, it's like, okay, the colors at least are fine, even if the jerseys are boring. Yeah. Um, what hasn't been boring and has been better than fine, though, is the actual hockey. It's yeah. been super entertaining. It's been back and forth. It's really showcasing both the speed, skill, and the physicality of the women's game. It has been physical, physical. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. I wish, like, if we ever get to attend a PWHL game, we're wearing leggings now. <laughs> um, or I guess leg warmers would be the appropriate term. Uh, why not both? You know what? You're right, Evan. You know, we got we got legs that kill. We can wear both. Mm-hmm. The gameplay has been outstanding, you know, as we expected it to be with the best players in the world playing in a league. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, and it's a league that hasn't been so saturated or so, uh, you know, decimated by how many teams that are in it that there is enough <laughs> talent to go around. It's not like you have to watch Arizona play uh he or you play Houston that soon <laughs> Friday and sleep. Um, that you don't have to play watch you know Arizona play Ottawa on a Thursday night in like at like 7 30 at night. You get to see legitimately one of the like 10 best players in the world play every game, and so you're you're sitting on a, a gold mine of hockey skill and if, if you're watching it and you know it's kind of hard to watch here in the states if you're in the can in the canada my god i am off today if you are in the canada you can watch it on tsn and all of their subsidiaries which must be nice um just like you can watch the world juniors more about which later uh <laughs> you can I, watch it on youtube <clears throat> yeah so you can watch it on youtube which is helpful but like it would be nice if they had some broadcast rights that were, you know, giving them some money. Not that they need it, but, you know, <clears throat> I mean, it. They, they do need some money. I, I, well, they've got deep pockets to start, but yes, they do. will eventually need money uh, to continue to exist. Um, attendance for every game has been very solid. You know, there was a lot of quipping like oh we don't even know where they're gonna play yet this is stupid we'll (laughs) never be able to get there turns out that was bullshit because the games have been well attended um including setting world records for most uh fans in attendance for a professional women's game twice yeah it seems like they're just continuing to set records um as they start this young season and they've also like had some growing pains um attendance has been so overwhelming that sometimes at the gates there's been like just pileups of people and they can't get them in quickly enough and like well good problems to have if you're trying to start a league um because demand is high i always like found that kind of funny too because you know they sold the tickets they ostensibly knew how many people were coming yeah it's uh, not like people were just showing up for free (laughs) right Uh, they the PWHL has had to already postpone a game, uh, but it was due to weather. Uh, so good for them for you know, being proactive and not getting their players in positions where they might get stuck somewhere. Yep. I mean, unfortunately, that's a reality of running a professional hockey league is uh, logistics. We've seen the NHL have some silliness about that. So I guess it uh, makes sense that the PWHL would have to endure that pretty early, although I think like everything is getting snowed on right now. <laughs> yeah. Even we are about to get snowed on. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, you're, you're going to get whomped. All right. Fine. That was a nice Ope in there. I appreciate it. Ope. Ope. Uh, we talked about the record setting attendance. Uh, I think it was Ottawa, Montreal set the record by a couple hundred people. Uh, 
it was like just over, it was like just under 9,000 and the previous record had been just over 8,000. Uh, Minnesota and Montreal were like, nah, bitch. <laughs> yeah. hold my beer. We going to kick this door in and set the record at 13,316, which is a lot more than the previous record. Um, and with, uh, Minnesota's PWHL team playing, uh, at, the Excel Energy Center, there's honestly a chance that they could break this again routinely throughout the season. Yeah, the capacity is uh, 17,954, it says mm-hmm. on the, the Wikipedia. Um, I'm also seeing 20,000, but I bet that's including um, service staff. And maybe that's also for like a concert when the floor is available. My guess is that's including like concourses and stuff too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, so we could be looking at maybe that being the new record at some point in the near future. But when I watched the game that was there, it was, it looked awesome. It was packed. Um, Having the professional cameras, sight lines and everything, it really made a difference. Like the broadcast was exactly what you're used to seeing from, you know, an NHL perspective. It had like just, bad Pierre Maguire jokes in there. Like it felt like home. (laughs) Yeah. It's just what I wanted. Yeah. I forget what it was, but yeah, I was watching and it was just like one of the announcers said something and I was just like, groan. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, it's hockey. It's professional hockey with the groaners. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your back hurts and you're like, that's not just because I'm old. That's because I was so bad. Um, But you, you really, kind of got to hand it to the PWHL. This could have gone really poorly. Yeah. And it does seem that there is sort of strategic concessions to kind of punt on logo jerseys and, and a couple of other things while they got this thing just up and running. It seems like a right decision now that we have that and it's moving forward and the product looks good. I'm not buying a Haley Skimura jersey until they look good though. Sure. Uh, and and I'm not buying a giant M sweater. Lord knows you probably have enough of those in different colors. But uh, they're all amazing blue. Yeah. Go blue. Um, Just, you know. You don't think you could use like a vanilla girl and gray one? Mm. I could make it work. <laughs> you could root for Montreal or Minnesota. Let's uh let's get weird, man. I'll just go to the game and they'll be like, "So, who are you rooting for?" I'll be like, Montreal, Minnesota. Mmm. Campbell's <laughs> soup. Mmm. I mean, yeah. So if you had a if you had worn one of these strange M sweaters to the Montreal, Minnesota game, you really could have cheered for both teams. Uh so let's just hope that the merch someday matches the product on ice because it's tragic, honestly. <laughs> like Yeah, it, it, it's a little weird. And hopefully, you know some other people come along and make some merch here shortly. But uh, yeah, that's the biggest failing right now is they're probably not selling a whole lot of this stuff, I would imagine, but maybe I'm wrong. We're right in kind of the beginning, the the first salvos of this league. And so far product wise, it looks like it's answering every question that could have been asked of it. Mm -hmm. I am really excited for, the moment when the athletic posts an article about the PWHL and nobody chimes in. Why is this on my NHL feed? I don't even <laughs> like hockey or women. So uh, did you know they can't even skate? They actually play. They they roll around on yoga balls. Like I'm just so fucking tired of that bullshit. And it's like such a tired sentiment. Like you clicked on the article. You're an asshole. <laughs> Yoga ball hockey could be fun to watch. Oh, we think we have uh, upper body injuries in hockey already. Like yoga ball <laughs> hockey would be the the king of upper body injuries. Um, speaking of salvos, Grace Zumwinkle has your first PWHL hat trick uh, against Montreal at home. Um, Minnesota became the first home team to win a game this season. The first three games all went to the, uh, the visiting team. Um, and with her hat trick, Grace sits atop the 
PWHL leaderboard of goals with four, game-winning goals with two, and uh, total points with four. Uh, to which she says, obviously, I like scoring goals. <laughs> Is that a real quote? Yes. That's And you know what? I do, too. We've got that. Grace, you and I have that in common. Um, we should have a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the I like to score goals podcast. She'll talk about the goals she scored and I'll talk about I'll just be silent in the corner. That sounds great, Grace. <laughs> who should have been silent in the corner was the random Twitter commentator who um, tried to figure out who um, MPP's oh. fiance was. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, where where's this handsome man in the stands that she's you know, celebrating with. And it's like, uh, someone responded, her fiance is a player on the team. She's gay, Marcus. <laughs> She's gay, dude. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> you know, there was just this moment of pure terror on Marcus's face where he was just like, oh, and it was either because he was like, oh, gays. Or he was like, I've been bad on the internet now. <laughs> I'm going to get shamed. And it turns out, yes. Yes, you were, Marcus. Mm, you know who was shamed was Canada at the World Juniors. I love oh, it when this happens. Baby. Um, it turns out that if you build yourself a wannabe Don Cherry team and don't actually take all of your scoring forwards that you have available, um, you're not going to score enough goals to win games. Yeah, when you leave the dude who's scored... And he was like 68 points in 34 games in the WHL. He leads all of the CHL in scoring. And you're just like, we, we don't need that. Yeah, we need uh, we need to bring some meat. And uh, it turns out meat doesn't play as well in the World Juniors. Yeah. And uh, you know what it does? The USA. Mm -hmm. USA number one. Number one. Uh, um, in our hearts, and in our minds, and on the ice. They beat, who did they beat in the championship? Sweden. They beat the Sweden and um, on home ice. Yeah, there was some consternation after the fact uh, eh, with some it. some celebrating and some uh, uh, how should we say um, poppycocking by the uh, USA players. But, uh, um, well, so Ryan Leonard scores a goal and blows a kiss and a waves goodbye to the Swedish fans uh, in attendance. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. Yes, Sweden responds by sending a six foot four guy who had zero shifts the entire tournament out to fight a five foot nine guy from the u.s the five foot nine guy fought him off and then after they got separated went back after him <laughs> and was like you're a bitch <laughs> this is yeah like not only are you going after the shortest guy on the ice but i'm tougher than you um, who is also a Red Wings prospect, unfortunately. <laughs> but, Speaking of Red Wings prospects fighting, uh, this is just a random aside. Yeah. So Alex Dabrinkit fought Roman Yossi, and uh, Roman Yossi seemed to do a bit of a business decision and just kind of let Dabrinkit kick his ass. <laughs> um, it was a very lopsided fight. And I saw a story from Mark Lazarus that's um, one time, I guess, in juniors or something, Alex was having a shitty game, and so he just like went around and started hitting people and getting in fights. <laughs> that tracks. You look at that dude. That dude. That that dude has has seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, he's not big, but he's he's a tough little fucker. Yeah, and he, uh, it, you you realize like Yossi like immediately regretted his decision. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he he's like, like, oh, this is this is a bad idea. Because he, if I remember correctly, he drops his gloves first, and then to break out, it's like. All of a sudden, he there's just like this look where Yossi's like, I may have made a mistake. Yeah, he probably saw like the excitement and the, the lights go on in, in Dabrinkat's eyes. And he's like, oh, no. Like all of a sudden, like Yahtzee was rolled in his <laughs> eyelids. <laughs> he was just like, it was like uh, Mario eating the mushroom. <laughs> like all of a sudden, he was like twice as tough. His eyes just start to glow. He went full Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Um... You know who isn't as much of a Super Saiyan as we thought he was is uh, Connor Bedard, who is out six to eight weeks with uh, jaw surgery. Even, after even Goku dies, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it, a lot actually. 
it just takes them six to eight weeks to come back. Yeah, they got to find all the Dragon Balls. That mm-hmm. shit ain't easy. Um, it was a weird hit that he kind of both ran into and was thrown on him. It was clean. Um, just kind of bad luck. It seemed like yeah. the defenseman like caught his head either with a helmet or maybe like with the back end of his stick or something. But um, yeah, you got to keep your head up out there and and avoid contact. And Connor Bedard learns a, a pretty rough rookie lesson. I, I mean, this also falls in line with what Tortorella said a couple of months back about young guys not keeping their heads up, not th- like not thinking they're going to get hit mm-hmm. and then realizing, oh, shit, I'm in the NHL now and getting hurt because of it and yeah. it, it tracks and i like you watch a hockey game and you're like like i was watching uh ottawa the other night and brady kachuk loves hitting people loves stirring the pot and he was skating with his head down in center ice and somebody was just like bink and just knocked him down and it's like <laughs> like you gotta fucking pay attention bud like mm-hmm. even in like beer league ice hockey you go you know what? I'm going to keep my head on a swivel every time I cross center ice. Like this is uh, this this is potentially bad. Yep. Elsewhere and potentially bad. Uh, Corey Perry up back on the radar. Uh, he met with Commissioner Gary Bellbottom Blues Bettman uh, to uh, kind of talk about reinstatement and about um, whatever it was that actually ended up happening uh, <laughs> in in Chicago. Do you think he was allowed to tell Gary what happened? <laughs> and Gary was like bro <laughs> we're all very disappointed in you son yeah. yeah um so Corey perry you know did have his contract voided by the blackhawks so he is eligible to sign anywhere he wants um whether people want him or not is another question but i have a hard time believing that Corey perry doesn't finish the season on somebody's roster yeah he's looked useful enough for the blackhawks that I'm sure someone will pick him up at a very nice <coughs> price considering he's slightly damaged goods at this point. Um, you know, they'll probably be like, uh, can we, can we just get like a 30% coupon on your AAV here, pal? Cause, uh, you did something bad. Would it be awesome if you went back to Anaheim? Would be very funny. Yes. Yeah. Or I mean, back to any of the eight teams he's played for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's going for the, the Yager. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you've played for eight teams, you've played with jerseys that are a lot of different colors. And Connor McDavid did something with a lot of colors by wearing pride tape in warmups uh, the other night for the home team's pride night. Which is such an ubermensch move. Like, it's not even my pride night, yet I'm going to put some pride tape on and support. I, you know, we have made a lot of jokes um, and you know, while they're jokes, they're also factual statements about Connor McDard or Connor McDard. Wow. <laughs> I'm leaving all of these foibles in tonight. Uh, when I edit this, uh, Leave that one. they're so bad. Uh, so, but like we've made some Connor McDard, uh, we've made so many factual statements slash jokes about Connor McDavid having zero personality. Uh, He's kind of sort of maybe a little bit rewritten that narrative in the last couple of years. He spoke up about the Olympics uh, and, you know, like this pride tape thing is something that if you had told me even two seasons ago that he would have an issue with uh, that the removal of it and that he would participate, uh, you know, despite like the league saying no. Uh, I would have been like, yeah, you're wrong. Like He's not going to do that. And so. I kind of, I obviously Connor, oh my God, obviously Connor McDavid, best player in the world. That's, you know, goes without saying. Um, the fact that he's kind of st- stick standing up and like sticking his foot in the, mu- in the murk to mm-hmm. maybe make things a little bit better for folks, um, or at least make some kind of silent stance. Right. He's, it's, it's a move. It's a small move, but it's a move forward for hockey. Um, hockey historically has its superstars be these uh, creatures who hide in the shadows and <laughs> uh, like say the dullest things to reporters. Like to the point where my wife, who hates sports, made a comment was like, 
are all hockey players this bad at interviews? Yes. Yes, they are. And then I told her about the wonders of David Pasternak, and she was like, well, at least they have one. We just got to get four lines deep, and uh, we just got to gotta work hard for the boys out there in the corners. We got to cycle the puck, and um, we got to, you know, um, not suck so much. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to see a star kind of stick his neck out for a social cause, especially one that's been as under fire as Pride Nights have been over the last year and change um it's because of that gay agenda yeah it's because of that damn ian pravravrav yeah um to which still to this day money puck has his name just like rainbowed out on their website it's very funny good (laughs) uh i like it's funny when people are upset by the quote unquote gay agenda when the gay agenda is to exist. Yeah. The gay agenda (laughs) is to brunch. Yeah. Like uh, like not be beaten up or killed for existing, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, and, uh, while also brunching. Um, yeah. And you know, what's nice about Connor McDavid doing this is like, he's not going to get healthy scratched. Like the guy in, Arizona did on their pride night after he, you know, kind of defied orders first. Connor McDavid isn't going to get benched like Travis Dermott for pride night because, well, that would raise more eyebrows than when Travis Dermott was kind of uh, probably quietly made to be punished for his, he's totally being punished for his insolence. Insolence. There you go. Not insulin, insolence. (laughs) He's like, I'm not diabetic. We're like, oh, Travis. Oh. <laughs> so we have a new and original uh, epidemic in hockey, and it is uh, butchering the Canadian national anthem because um, it's happened like three times in the last month. And also it's partly in French. So, I mean, <laughs> you get what you get. Yeah. Um it all kind of came to a head when uh, Shalante Taylor, the um, Broadway star and singer, um, real, real butchered the anthem um, in New York with the Leafs in attendance. Like, if you want to butcher the anthem, let's get the whiniest fan base in there to do it. <laughs> and uh, she rushed, like, incredibly fast. Um The Canadians were also insulted that the anthem, which is usually a slog along, you know, it's about as long as Hotel California. Um, they uh, they said, "Oh yeah, it was over in less than sixty seconds." Which I'm like, "That's a that that's a good thing for an anthem." <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, oh gosh, I have so many jokes there, but I'll I know. avoid all of them. Rumor has it that she cut the guitar solo. Uh, she uh, <laughs> she apparently like, she forgot the second verse, which seems to be a commonality. The uh, wild um singer also forgot the second verse badly like days before or after i can't remember and it's really weird because like if most teams have their singer who does the national anthem every night right and i mean shalante taylor's off of broadway like she can definitely sing i think what we really need to talk about is how hard O Canada is <laughs> like just to remember and to sing. They need to edit this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we put you into like chat GPT and get a shorter version that says the same things? Yes. Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of alternating verses in American and French, like we're just going to alternate words. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Oh God. Uh, I don't even know enough French words to make a joke, but that sounds <laughs> painful and wonderful. Uh, let's do it. Um, the 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 real reason this is being butchered is because Canada is not good at hockey anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's because of the junior team. Yeah, their junior team sucks. They can't win a Stanley Cup. Uh, USA number one, baby. Like we've won the last Women's Worlds. We lost, won the World Juniors. Uh, I like I I hate to say this, but Canada's not the best hockey nation anymore. I think this is just American exceptionalism at work. It really is. Like, this is Manifest Destiny Hockey Edition. <laughs> Manifest, we will fuck up your anthem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, maybe that's a way to, like, fuck with people. Maybe it's a, like, get in their heads kind of thing. Because uh, they did that in Shorzy. 
when they play the American team, doesn't don't they bring out like a child to sing the Canadian national anthem? Uh, I, regardless, Shorzy cried. Um, right? Yeah i i I think that it's kind of like psychological warfare. Like this and, is a Vietnam yeah. psyops era shit. I mean, do you think that's also kind of poster board material though? Like could you get them fired up you know if uh well that's the that's the beauty of doing it right before the game you don't have time to like let it stew it's just all of a sudden it's there and you're like mm. what do i do with this oh crap i gotta play hockey and then you just take an egregious boarding penalty yeah and then you take the take the l <laughs> uh, <laughs> did its job yeah maybe maybe what we're looking at is is sabotage I hope that the singer for the Red Wings replaces every word in the Canadian national anthem with uh, pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> what if they just say we stand on guard for the repeated? <laughs> That's right up there with the British predilection of saying beaten off <laughs> in, in newspaper articles or like like a Millie Vanilli moment like. Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl. <laughs> yeah, and only one of them continues. <laughs> um, in positive anthem news, uh, Winnipeg did another kind of nice job on the social scale, and um, they did their English. Or, they did their English. They did their English. They're really good at pool. <laughs> I was just gonna say that's that's a pool joke. Um, they did their anthem in both English and Punjabi. Uh, and that's impressive. I thought it was a really cool setup, how they showed it and how it was presented was kind of nice. And of course it got the uh, Don Cherry types all stirred up. Oh no, not another language. Rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, not seeing immigrants. What? <laughs> that's me see immigrants. <laughs> that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Me see immigrant, me triggered. <laughs> look at look at all these snowflakes who are just totally okay and comfortable around people <laughs> of col of color. I am uh, those snowflakes. I am triggered. <laughs> look at the snowflakes. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of snowflakes, the All Star Game. Um, they have happening in Miami, Florida. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was last um, year or two years ago. Where is it this year? It's in, is it? Uh, Seattle? No, it's in Toronto. It's at the Scosche. Oh, at the Scosche, eh? But they have announced that it is uh, going to be Octomom, uh, eight parts in nature, and mm. it's going to, the, the uh, skills competition is going to be kind of a different setup. Um, Are they running in togas on ice? No, what they're going to do is they're going to have 12 players. And they're competing for a million dollars. And it's like an eight event sort of knockout challenge in that you compete over eight events and then you gradually this gets whittled down to one, I guess. Hmm. Well, we all know who's going to win. Perfect baby Dylan Larkin. It's probably going to be like fucking like Brandon Hagel or something. <laughs> And then he'll have like four goals for the rest of the season. And I'll be like, but he won the skills competition. Yeah. Uh, now that Connor Bedard is hurt, there's some curiosity as to like, do the Blackhawks deserve to send a player? <laughs> because probably not. But Corey Perry. <laughs> <that one. laughs> he excels in the drinking competition. <laughs> he was actually an extra in beer fest. I would not put that past him all right well i mean getzloff was an extra but yeah i'm kidding um uh yeah the all-star game is gonna be whatever it could be interesting it could be dumb um it's nice that they're trying something new because last year's was kind of a snooze fest um and they have been for ever quite a while i mean the year that like Connor mcdavid's first year as fastest skater the year Dylan Larkin won fastest skater, it was like a toss up. And then like hardest shot after Zidane Char retired. <laughs> like those were interesting, but I like this, you know, concept of we're going to go with 
an all-around competition. I think the fastest shot should be one timers only. Like, <laughs> like it's not the like skate from the red line and yeah. rip a clapper from the blue line. It's like all one timers. I like that idea. Yeah, I honestly I think you might get higher scores. Like we saw what uh uh because you have perpetual motion as opposed to something a a, a perpetual motion. You're a motion. <laughs> I moved to no um brownian motion uh brown note <clears throat> no it, it, you're talking about uh, i believe uh, stored uh potential energy yeah there we go you know what i don't do science or math or i don't do things good thing we had that science consultant just yeah right uh, off screen that is uh evan <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't get paid more for that. Um, it took took me a second. I was like, trying to think of what they call it in baseball. Like inertia? Was, yeah. Mm, what? Mass times velocity. Um, uh, when I was in elementary school, we had a project where we had to build a container and drop it from the roof of the school. And the mm-hmm. container had an egg in it. And yeah. uh, you had to... Uh, like save your egg mm-hmm. and i put mine in a chinese food container surrounded by kleenex and i had a uh ninja turtles parachute from mm. like a toy and i dropped it and it landed perfect only one nice. so i do know how to science thank you very much yeah that was that was our health class uh prepare for child childhood yeah thing <laughs> And if that's how we prepare for childhood, I'm glad a bunch of other people's eggs broke. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of being broke, uh, Martin Furk has been suspended for five games for a, we'll call it dangerous kicking motion, otherwise known as the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Tried to cut a fucker. Yeah. Tried to cut a motherfucker. Very deliberately trying to cut somebody with their skate in the neck area what are you doing do you read that as a deliberate i watched it a lot and it Mm -hmm. looked way more deliberate than the adam johnson incident to me personally yeah i kind of think that we get cleaner video in this and that helps um but like he's going into the bench and like mule kicks up into the throat of the defending player or the player who had just hit him into the bench Mm -hmm. it's it's like his forward motion has already stopped and he's starting to come back onto the ice when he mule kicks. Like it's right. yes, it was deliberate and he should have gotten suspended way longer than five games. I kind of wonder if his argument was like, actually I was trying to just write myself off of the boards. Cause he was like, he was over the boards. He was kind of stuck like, and, but yeah, it was definitely dangerous. I think suspending him, is definitely the right call. Yeah, surprised it's only for five games. Um, you have you have scimitars uh, <laughs> strapped to your feet. You don't get to kick. <laughs> that it's very true. And you know, even if it was unintentional, it's a dangerous play. Yeah, and uh, and so like with it sucks that this issue has been kept in the limelight yet again. Yeah, like I'm really glad that nobody uh that i care about pays or that sorry nobody that cares about me uh pays all that much attention to sports (laughs) news because they'd be like are you sure you want to play ice hockey did you buy one of those uh things where you can't get cut no i didn't yeah and that's the thing that's kind of where i was going with this is like have we bought neck protectors for ourselves no no Would I like to give TJ Oshi my money? Sure. Yeah. Um, Those shirts are 190 bucks. The shirts are? Yeah. The ones with the wrist and the throat protection. They're a lot. You know, if it works and it's a good shirt, I think that's worth it. Like, it, it, yes, that that is an obnoxious amount of money. I don't know. It I just, mean, it seems like that something like that shouldn't cost as much as it does. Would you rather wear the turtleneck or wear the, like the cuff at that and, at that and, price i can probably get the the shark mail <laughs> like <laughs> at that 
price. And I actually just, got a, a full medieval suit of armor. Yeah, and put it like, like put it in, uh, like get it bedazzled for for a hundred and ninety bucks. Uh, yeah. Hockey player goes in the cage. Cage goes in the water. <laughs> shark can't cut his throat because he's wearing shark metal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so <laughs> neither can Martin fuck. <laughs> That's a horrible impersonation of that moment in Jaws. But uh, you get, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was perfect for this moment. Um, yeah, this is just, you know, something to think about. Hockey's dangerous, and you kind of have to take yourself seriously when you're on the ice. Uh, you got to protect yourself and you got to protect the players around you and this serves as a reminder to everybody that um the hockey skate cutting people in bad ways and bad places issue ain't going anywhere and it's also mostly avoidable generally so yeah um and yeah do better than we do and invest in some cut protective equipment yes uh i'll bring it up into my wife and be like well you don't want my neck to be cut and she'll be like wait your neck can be cut no you're done actually yes i do (laughs) (laughs) this insurance account says otherwise i have your purse (laughs) if i like just like without her knowing it changed it to my nephew (laughs) like here you go here's a retirement plan Um, Uh, speaking of retirement plans craig berube we know he doesn't have one um because he ain't got to retire. Uh, Jordan Cairo, on the other hand, uh, there was some backlash over his comments about Barubi's f- uh, firing way back when. Which I think his, his comments on the firing were just sort of like, yeah, he's not our coach anymore. Next question. Like it was, he kind of gave it a Belichick and people didn't like that apparently. Yeah. Um, they made him cry, which seems like a lot. Yeah, bullshit. I mean, they. I think they booed him in a win, um, obviously, to send a message, which is, like, I don't understand how they took that much of an issue with what he said. I know, like, Brube was beloved by St. Louis fans, and rightfully so. Um, and keep in mind, these are the same people who think they are part of the Midwest. Like they're delusional. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to maybe deal for St. Louis as part of the Midwest. If you kick all of the rest of Missouri out. No, but, it's can they call it the dirty South? Like their rappers <laughs> have said this routinely. Like, no, St. Louis is out too. Thank you, Nelly. But East St. Louis, uh, we can claim that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cause it's in Illinois. It is. Um, uh, so yeah, Jordan Cairo had a very tearful moment in front of reporters and I think kind of made everyone feel bad. <laughs> That's kind I of hope the... <laughs> so. I felt so bad I traded him in fantasy. Uh, that's because Robert Thomas is where the real action is there, buddy. Yeah, he, he, you know, on the booze, he said, I definitely heard those. It's not easy, obviously, but see where they're coming from. It's definitely tough. I love playing here. I love playing for these fans. So this kind of got squashed by him taking a high road and hats off to him for just showing that you can be professional and emotional and hurt at the same time um it's it's not easy what these guys do in night in and night out for 85 games so yeah it's uh it was kind of a lesson in humanity i think oh the huge manatee oh the huge manatee speaking of huge manatees jacob chitron yeah uh i traded for in fantasy (laughs) hockey we're just hitting up can we yeah, never mind. He uh, he made like the water you just drank and went too fast down the wrong tunnel. Um, very conspicuously being an Ottawa Senators jersey going down the Dallas tunnel. And rather quickly to boot. Um, turns out he was just going to get fixed up. He, his face was fucked up and he was getting stitches. Um, but it made for a very funny moment that uh, everybody got to got to kind of talk about and unite around and 
have a good laugh and did he it was worth it did he do some snitching <laughs> uh, i i don't think so unless that like he wants to get traded to an actual cup contender he sold nuclear secrets to the russians <laughs> i knew it <laughs> he's yeah, he brought canadian nuclear secrets to dallas they're like oh you want to buy some secrets here eh? the truth is the core of our nuclear bombs is actually maple syrup <laughs> it's very reactive once it hits your tummy acid <laughs> the bomb is actually just a human oh his name is james (laughs) my buddy over there carl oh geez he had some maple syrup and some uh some poutine and he was a nuclear bomb for two to three days let me tell you we were on a road trip and i couldn't even stand it it was negative 30 in alberta and i still had the window down yeah a canadian nuclear bomb is just showing Don Cherry, a picture of an immigrant. <laughs> it's a oh, nah, I can't top that. You're good. Uh, <laughs> you know who can't top uh, a career in hockey is Mallory Suliotis, who has uh, called it a career, and she retires on top. And you know who is super stoked about this? Her kitties. Yeah, her cats. Uh, they they are gonna get so many snuggles now. Gordy and I forget the cat's other the other cat's name. Um, yeah, they're going to get some more more mom time. So uh, c- happy trails. Congratulations on calling it a career on your own terms. Um, yeah, we'll enjoy following her on Twitter. Speaking of retirements, uh, Nolan Patrick retired and then actually didn't. Um, he he did a Schrodinger's retirement. <laughs> If a if a player retires in the forest and nobody's around him, does he retire? Um, There's a player in this box. He can either be retired or unretired. So, like uh, this coaching, like mentorship program, announced him like him as being hired by their program as like oh, a, a, okay. a skills specialist, uh. and uh, they listed him as a retired NHL player. Oh, and so that was like the the thing that came out was like, oh, Nolan Patrick is retired, and then like he like relatively quickly was like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. I'm only I'm half just, retired. I'm just hurt. And then, oh, like that's actually what Nick Saban's gonna do in the next forty eight hours. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm coaching Auburn. <laughs> retiring with an upper body injury. Yeah. Uh, um. So, uh. As of as of this taping, it could change by the time I edit this. But uh, Nolan Patrick has not retired from the game of NHL. We just thought he did shortly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, far be it from him to get a side gig while he's not playing hockey. Like, it's fine. Yeah, get you paid, know. bud. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I think he's also getting paid to not play hockey. So I maybe, would think so, but yeah. so, but he's just afforded, you know. He's got some free time. Yeah, he does have some free time. Um, Also on the retirement docket is Roya Tinker, who has officially retired from professional hockey to join CBC TSN Sportsnet as an analyst. So as we thought, she ain't going nowhere. And we're stoked to see this. Rad. Yes. More Soroya Tinker, more people of color and women in hockey. Uh, Thank you, uh, Canadian hockey coverage for leading the way in that instead of fucking hiring chris chelios (laughs) but yeah she's just super captivating and really you know interesting has always had uh just her heart in the right place and knows when to speak up and so yeah we've really enjoyed seeing her grow in the game and i'm glad that we're going to be able to see her grow further uh somebody who probably doesn't have any more growth to do, but also has some game left in him. Apparently the Bulin wall, Nikolai hobby Bulin, who you will remember uh, from having retired like a decade ago in the (laughs) NHL, uh, has signed a one way contract for KHL team torpedo. Uh, he's been the goalie coach there for a while, but apparently they were like, ah, fuck it. Give him a contract. And he is uh, now uh, uh, an active goaltender for the, the torpedo team. Yeah. It, I want like some friendly to happen where we get Yager shooting against Nikolai hobby again. And just like, I don't know, maybe that'll like magically balance the budget or something. But, um, 
really it, it Nikolai got tired of how his goalie prospects kept fucking up. And so he said, well, you little shits, I'm going to get on the ice and show you how it's done. Get off my lawn. TikTok about it. And uh, yeah, uh, I can't tell whether or not he's played yet. Let me see if I can find some stats. It doesn't look like it, um, but he has officially like signed a contract at he was 50. I think he's now 51. Amazing. Um, you know, he's like, you think he like called up Yager and was like, anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> anything you can do, I can do great. I think he called up Yager and, and was like, hey, do you have any of that blood of the young people? <laughs> he's like, yeah, you saw the picture of me with a model. <laughs> I got I got other liquids from young people than that. <laughs> um yeah, it, it really the the reality is is that the Russians are on the move and so we need the Bulin wall. Uh that's you know if they break through Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh all hats are off. <clears throat> um finally our last little tidbit today is just kind of quaint and hilarious. Um, so Oliver Bjorkstrand had some plans uh, for all-star weekend. He was going to go down to San Diego with the family, spend some time, uh, you know, maybe kick around the gaslight district, maybe go board the USS Midway, see some history. Um, maybe like get a swan dress or like attack a reporter or do what I did, which is uh, eat your weight in tacos uh, while there. Um, However, he's had to cancel those plans because he didn't realize it, but he's been selected to the All-Star game. Um, rumor has it, uh, everybody else is disappointed but him. I just made that up. But uh, <laughs> His family's annoyed. His family's like, but dad, um, you mean we have I don't to even go know if he has t- kids. <laughs> like, I'm just totally making You mean we have to go to Toronto? <laughs> it's cold there. He's like, we're in Seattle. It's cold yeah, here. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> We're about to get snow. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have like 16 inches in bend right now. I bet you had 16 yeah. inches in bend. <laughs> Multiple times. Uh, yeah. And so Seattle did a, a funny because their social media team rocks and they put out a video of him finding out that he was selected for the all-star game and immediately thinking of his vacation. He has to cancel. I really... Why can't the NHL be run by their various team social medias? Because they seem like socially responsible and uh, progressive and forward thinking and hilarious. And the NHL is not any of those things. I'm just wondering, like, how many players are going to be late to the All-Star game? Because, like, Alaska Airlines had shit falling out of the sky and they had to ground a bunch of planes. (laughs) It's like, oh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, actually, we can't get you to Toronto uh, in time for the All-Star game. We had to switch you to Delta. Yeah. Wait, we had to switch you to United. No. I was going to say Spirit, but you know they don't fly to Toronto. <laughs> I mean, they do. It's just in the middle of the night and has three layovers. And you have, yeah, you have to go to Phoenix, Charlotte, San Diego, and then up to Toronto. But we'll get you there. <laughs> also, a bag of peanuts is $17. Some things that are free, however, are finding us on the internets. Uh, you can find us at handsomehockey.com, Handsome Hockey Podcast on Instagram. Uh, I still don't know what Threads is, um, but we have it. It's Reportedly, ha- it exists. It's Handsome Hockey. It's where Zuckerberg shows off beef photos. Uh, beef. It's what's for dinner. It's yeah. my name. <laughs> uh, it was my name before I dropped out of college. Um, <laughs> at Handsome Hockey on Erx. Uh, handsomehockeypod at gmail.com don't email us like just don't um, or do and let if you're gonna email us make it really funny and let us know you did because we don't check that email address uh, handsome hockey Facebook page we have a YouTube page um, you could probably tell by me rambling through about our social media uh, we're done uh, thank you for listening and spending t- this uh, uh, however long it is after I get it edited uh, time with us uh whether you're driving in your car sitting at your desk 
swabbing the deck of a carnival cruise ship, whatever you're doing while listening to us, we thank you mightily. Uh, we um, are just still thrilled and humbled that anybody listens to this podcast. It's kind of a, an amazing feeling to know that, you know, whether it's 10 people or 190 people on those random one-offs, yeah. uh, you know, we, we, we connect with, with some of you and, we, we give you the social medias, so if you want to connect with us, uh, we're happy to hear from you. Uh, despite my clamoring for no emails, uh, we'll take an email. I, I was like, I totally checked that email, but whatever. Oh, that's good. Um, I, I just look at how many unread emails are in it, and I go, eh. Do, yeah, okay, I, 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 I don't, like, it's all just spam. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't click on anything. Yeah, oh, clicking on the, like, laptop be damned, like, you're done for. Um. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to us and hanging out with us. And uh, um, I don't think we had any silverware or kittens in the background today. So um, we're sorry you missed out on that. Um, but we are uh, just happy to be here. And uh, hold on. No, that sucked. Um, but we are happy to be a, a better produced podcast than most of the serious podcasts out there. Um, Next but- week silverware holding kittens yeah <laughs> playing spoon man by Soundgarden, <laughs> uh and one of them actually sings of does a very good chris cornell impersonation so like <laughs> wait for that we'll see you next time uh stay handsome everybody restez beau uh, tout le monde